grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word we are going to be reflecting on is from Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. You may be seated. These are very familiar words to Lutheran Christians, aren't they? Uh, This is a topic that is uh, actually kind of difficult to preach on because every single one of us that is here uh, should understand what these words mean. Every single one of us wants to cherish the gift of salvation because apart from that gift, uh, we do not have the promise of eternal life. Uh, We do not have the promise of paradise with our Lord. So these are very important words that Paul has given, inspired by our Heavenly Father, to write. So etch them on our hearts. And these are definitely words, if you have not memorized them, uh, I invite you to do so. These, in a clear and concise language, tell us God's plan. So here they are one more time. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Do you see how it shows all people in all generations, in all times and places, and in even all religions, that God has a very specific way that he's laid out for salvation to happen? And Paul, kind of in a very ultimate statement with these two sets of sentences lays out what God has done for us and how you and I can be saved. He kind of frames this whole topic in in two different types of conversations. One of them, uh, kind of the the negative side or the how you will not be saved or your soul will be saved. And then on the positive side, how we are saved. So I'm going to look at the negative side first and then get into the good news uh, after. So, Scripture says, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. Do you understand what works are? Works are anything we do, anything we attempt to perform, anything we attempt to say, anything we attempt to think, that somehow, as long as I do it just right, you are going to let me into paradise. In other words... As long as the good things I do outweigh the bad things I do, yeah, I don't think I have anything to worry about. Scripture says, not a result of work so that no one may boast. And this flies in the face of thousands and thousands of years of man-made thinking and philosophy and religious activity to boot. Many for generations have tried to make that relationship that we have with God, or in their type of thinking, a God, uh, reconciled. And so they've done things like good works or self-sacrifice or self-righteous actions, hoping that somehow it would save them. So back in ancient times, they would take children. They wouldn't let them sing in church. No, they would sacrifice them to appease a God named Moloch. Others, a little later on in ancient times, would sacrifice their sexual purity. They would do this as an act to get God bail, to 
be pleased and rain down so that they can have a good harvest. But maybe a, a little closer to home. Maybe you know someone or maybe you are someone that says, but I am a good person. Or they are a good person. If, if God is a loving God, truly, he's going to let them into paradise. Even though they spent their whole life far from him. You see, the common denominator in, in this whole challenge with, with works, this man-made thing, is that it requires us to do something to earn God's favor. And Christians, my brothers and sisters, is there anything that we can do to get God to love us anymore? Do you remember the Bible passage that says, while we were still his enemies, he sent his son? If he's doing that while we're his enemies, how much more? the gift of righteousness that he gives to us who are his children. You know, this is a problem that's been going on for ages. It, it started all the way back with Adam and Eve when they kind of messed things up. Right? When they fell into sin. Suddenly, as they took that fruit and they ate of it, uh, their eyes were opened, Scripture says. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. What are they trying to do here? They are feeling shamed. Somehow, some way, now they recognize they're naked and, and this is, is bad in their eyes. Uh, they've messed up and they want to fix it, especially before God comes back. So they sew leaves together and then they hide. And then God comes, he shows up and he confronts them in their sin. But he doesn't leave them there. He provides for them a covering for their sin in the form of an innocent sacrifice. And here it says, The Lord God made Adam and his wife garments of skins, and he clothed them. You see, it wasn't Adam and Eve's effort that saved them. It was God's gift of grace that saved them. Paul continues as he's talking about the whole, what doesn't save our souls. He, he talks about boasting. All right, so we know that works doesn't save us. And he also says that we can't have works because we doesn't want, God doesn't want anyone to boast. Now think about this. Think, think how it would be on the last day. If we were standing before our Heavenly Father trying to justify our actions. <laughs> hey, hey, Lord, you remember that guy, Billy Bob? You remember what a pain in the backside he was? Did you see how I helped him out 1,001 times? Do you think God's going to go, Oh, shucks, Billy Bob, <laughs> you're right. Come on in. Do you know what we just made Billy Bob? A tool. A stepping stone. We didn't care about Billy Bob. We wanted to use him in order to get salvation. We weren't truly helping him. We were hoping, as long as I do just enough... Maybe I can earn salvation. Folks, that's boasting. That's making us God. And we are God's creations. We are not God. There is nothing that we can do to earn our way into heaven. Not one. Nothing we can say, nothing we can do, nothing we can think. Why? Because one sinful action, one sinful thought, one sinful word will separate us from our God forever. And unless he acts... We're hopeless. 
And so that takes us to the, the positive side. What, what God has decreed is the way that he is going to use to save us. And he says, it is by grace you've been saved through faith. And do you understand what faith is? From Hebrews chapter 11, it says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It is the conviction of things not seen. I know many Lutheran Christians who have been on their deathbed that have said a sentence like this, I hope I've done enough to get to heaven. And I wonder, where's the faith? Where's Jesus there? You see, faith is the assurance that God is who he said he is. And we have the conviction that he's done this and we need not fear. So we can be on our deathbed knowing that it is simply a transition from this side of paradise onto the next for all who believe. That's what it says pretty clearly in that gospel message that we had today, isn't it? I mean, John chapter 3, verse 16 goes, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. This is clear, concise language from our Heavenly Father. And it's one of the reasons why I like the the statement, the key idea for the day, if you're in our Believe series, it goes something like this. It says, the only way a person can be saved and come to a right relationship with God is by God's grace, through faith, in Jesus Christ. Our works aren't going to get us there. But God's grace has promised that we will be there. He finished the work on the cross. And now we get to reflect on just the wonder of his grace. I've been in conversations with someone, I ask, what does grace mean to you? And they say, oh, it's God's riches at Christ's expense. And that's good. But you know something, it leaves a little bit of it out. It talks about nothing and how we do not deserve this gift. So God's grace is truly the unmerited favor of God towards those who are undeserving unmerited favor of God towards those who are undeserving. It means that God is the one who is doing the reaching out. It means God is the one who sent his son to save us from our sins and to reconcile us. It means God is the one who gave us favor and laid on him all of his wrath. And that's a cleaned up picture of the crucifixion scene. And we don't deserve that. Ephesians chapter 2, before the verse that we have uh, to reflect on today, it, it tells us just how bad off we were. 2 verse 1 says, you were dead in your trespasses and sin. It goes on to talk about how depraved we are. Not only are we dead, we're, we're depraved. It says, We once all lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. And yet, listen to what God does. He says, but being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive in Christ. By grace, you've been saved. The Bible is filled with these examples of God changing lives. And and the gentleman that got to write these words was changed by God. Before he was known as Paul, he was known as Saul. 
And Saul was one of those guys that followed the letter of the law to the T. And if you did not do it, he would come after you. And oh, Christian, watch out. If he found out you were one that followed the way of Christ, he would persecute you to no end. Imprison you. And maybe worse. He didn't deserve God's love. He was mistreating his children. And yet the Lord loved him and reached out to him and saved him. And grace changed him. Scripture says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. God's given us a tremendous gift. One that we cannot take hold of on our own. Our Heavenly Father draws us to Him. Scripture says this pretty clearly in John chapter 6. He says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Each and every single one of us can leave this place today with the assurance that God has drawn us to Him, that God desires to have a relationship with us. God comes to the sinner, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, He works faith in our hearts. And he's given us this tremendous gift of his son, of salvation. And we cannot earn it. But he means for us to live in the freedom of it. But for the next few moments, what I'd like to do is go back over that Old Testament lesson and just think about your Lord and Savior on the cross for you. And all those sins that you've committed and how God has meant for that to be as far as the east is from the west. And he remembers it against you no more. Here we have from Isaiah 53. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, and yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like street sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. My friends... Salvation is a gift. And as we get to reflect on this topic today, my my prayer for you is to be able to go out knowing that you've been given the greatest gift of all. You can go out into the world and live in the joy and in the freedom daily of your salvation. We as Lutheran Christians are reminded to remember our baptism every day. And that's where God begins to work faith in our hearts. And he continues to let it grow. Salvation delivers us from our sins. Salvation changes our lives. Salvation alters our eternities. Salvation gives us paradise. And we have it. No matter what the world is throwing at us, we have it because of the faith that God has worked in our hearts. So I ask you, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, and if you want to answer out yes, feel free. Do you want to live in your daily lives knowing your salvation is secure? If so, answer yes with the help of God. Yes with the help of God. God's gift, freely given and available to all.
In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all our human understanding, guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.